What's up, Mark? What's up? Nothing Thanks much. for coming. Yes, thank you for having me here. Yeah. This is amazing. Good. And a little funny. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is a little funny, like, how we met, why you're here, but I'm glad that it's happening. Yes. Okay, so this is Looking for Artists. Okay. I've started dubbing it LFA, um, and that's it's it's in the title. Like, I'm just looking for artists. I'll ask them questions, so thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for having me yeah, here. Yeah, man. Appreciate so it. So what's your, what's your full name? Mark Anthony Wilson, Jr. Whoa. And yeah. what's your artistic name? What do you go by? So I go by Surf Don't Fall. Um, within the galleries, I do use Mark Wilson, but Instagram was the catch. So people just know me by like Surf Don't, Surf fall. don't fall. Yeah. Where w- did you get that inspiration? What do you do? What is it? Um, that song, um, that name came from a song. Uh, somebody mentioned like surfing down a rabbit hole hmm. and my name was surfing down a rabbit hole at first and I had to shorten it. And so I just thought of Surf Don't Fall. And so stuck with that. Yeah, it's nice. Do you do you skate? No, I don't surf. I don't do anything. I can't even swim. So, <laughs> oh, I just started surfing like yeah. a few months ago. I want to one day, one day. Yeah, you should. I mean, yeah. surf don't fall. Yeah. What's know, cool about it is like surfing. Like you're out there in the ocean, which is dangerous, and the waves. Like you can either ride it if you're in the right place at the right time, you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. or you can get wrecked by it. Right. Which I think is kind of like you can draw a lot of metaphors mm-hmm. with like art. Yeah, like so if, you, if you do it right, it just hits, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh!" But you can also swing for the fences, and if you miss the ball, it's like it's yeah, kind it's of over. ridiculous. It's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one, two, three strikes, you're out. All right, so so what is surf? Don't fall. And how long has it been a thing? So surf don't fall has been a thing for about two years, and um, it started off as a model at first. So uh, with a background of college athletics. Uh, you got to get stuff done. And so it's really no time for excuses. It's like in the moment, in the heat, get it done. Like we're not trying to hear anything else. And so it kind of stemmed from that uh, perspective that was put upon me during college sports. And so, yeah, I would just say like surf don't fall, just carry it over into life. Like get it done. Like it doesn't matter what's the circumstance. So what sport? Football. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So for the LFA listeners, we had a guest on months ago jj great episode what a really cool dude cool artist he connected us yes right mm-hmm. so he also played football didn't yes he? that's yeah, where yeah. i met jj you're on the same team yes was he good yeah he was good he played both sides so he was very talented oh cool yeah very wow. athletic were yeah. you good i was good um jj every time i bring up my past he's like hey bro you need to remember like were you that good and i'm like <laughs> hey you need to chill bro <laughs> So it's all love, though. It's that's all, all love. love. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Do you miss? Do you still play? Um, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, do you miss it? I don't miss it. My brother's in it, and Damn. so I can stay close to it. He's in high school, mm. and so I get that kind of to let my outlet out for football. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. When you when you were in it though, were you banking on it to be like something for the future? Um, no, I wasn't. I knew I always wanted to create something. But I didn't know what. I was pretty much blind, but I kind of had this idea of like, I want to create something that's mine, but I did not know what it would be. Okay, so this was high school, right? Uh, yes, this is high school and college. Oh, okay. So yeah. when did you first get like a creative bug? 
Um, when I met JJ, which is pretty funny, and that's it started awesome. with clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's it started with clothes. Yeah. So what'd you do? Like, what was it? Shirts, pants? What'd you do? Um, thrifting. So we would thrift outfits, and uh, we were, we are always competitive, and with that college athletic background, and so if you don't come to the table correct, we'll kind of be like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna be honest. This is what you look like," and we're gonna joke each other. Um, and even carries over to the artwork when we paint side by side. It's like, hey, that is not good. Or, huh. hey, I'm I'm one up in you right now. I mean, you have to. You have to keep like a training partner, if you will. Yes. That keeps you in check and constantly keeps that standard up. It keeps you sharp. Definitely. A healthy competition. Right. Okay, so what did it look like the first like couple weeks of you guys thrifting? You would find a piece and... Um, we were finding complete outfits. We found this guy in a warehouse that, uh, at the time, like nobody knew about. And, um, he was pretty cool with us. He took us to his house where he had like tons of thrift clothes. And so he would give us pretty cheap deals and we would go there and buy them at the boat. Just out. So you would put together outfits. Would you have models? And then, um, no, at this time we did not have models. It was just, uh, I would say for me, pretty much, it was my first time, uh, exploring probably my creative side. Uh, JJ definitely was modeling at the time and doing a lot of different things that were ahead of me. Was this an attempt to just look good? Um, no, expression. It was the first time I expressed myself this way. So then why like, why pick clothes? I think it was the easiest, and I think it was uh, something I saw that I can do at that time. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, so what was the next like creative endeavor after clothes so it was music and um it started with apple music playlists uh right now i have over like 70 playlists from that time it started and um it was about three of us and we're going like head to head every week who can create like the best playlist from like title cover bio can you paint a picture can you tell a story with this playlist like so many different levels with it so yeah that's really interesting because like Playlists are such a huge part of people's lives. Yes. And making a good playlist is actually really hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're curating all these sounds to make a new sound. Right. And that's kind of what you were doing with the clothes. Yes. Curating all these different <laughs> looks from different times, different people, different people's wardrobes and making one complete picture. Right. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Uh, yeah. I never saw it like that. That was a, definitely a deep perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But that. it's also right there. It's like, yeah. right. It's pretty clear. You know, it's like. <laughs> right. You're you're making something new out of not even something old, just things that are different, mm-hmm. like things from other times. Yeah, and just pulling them together and saying like, "Here's a new picture." Like mm-hmm. I felt like this yeah. would be rad with this, so yep, here we go. That's very hip hop in yeah. in its like in its nature, in mm-hmm. the spirit of it. Not like hip hop music. I mean, right. it's like it is the movement, the the attitude of hip hop. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like taking things things from different cultures and different eras and making it new and right. making it yours. Yeah, and hip and make it yeah. like, I want to rock to this. So it's like pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So you went from clothes to music to... Art to uh, probably small scale. they just drawn with like crayons. I was working with kids and um, we was just still the music and the clothes. Uh, I actually tried my first venture by myself in Arizona uh, I tried to start like a thrifting brand and I tried to do it in like two or three months and it was chaos. What happened? Um, ran out of money, ran out of time, resources. I didn't have anything planned. I was like a chicken with my head chopped off, but I was just thrifting clothes every day, yeah. like 
probably like $500 a week just thrifting. And yeah, I had got like over 60 or 70 pieces, cut it down to 50, uh, loaded it in my truck and went to Melrose for like a pop-up and it was just chaos. Did people come? Yeah, I had my friends there. My friends, all of my friends were there. Um, it was a pretty exciting time because the University of Cincinnati played UCLA that weekend. And so a lot of people had already flew out. And so they just came to support as well, which was pretty dope. Did you sell? Yes, I actually sold. It was pretty cool. I didn't make, uh, I didn't come out with a profit. Like I said, it was complete. I didn't get booked for my spot until that morning. Whoa. Yeah, it was chaos. That sounds like chaos. Have yeah. you done an event since? Um, yes, I've done plenty with artwork, and it's been a much mm. smoother ride. Oh, good. <laughs> much, in, much smoother ride. In this city? Um, yes. So when did you get here? So I got here uh, probably a couple days ago, but I come probably every other week. Uh, oh, I come right. and stay for okay. probably about 20 days, and I actually stay with JJ, and we work in the studio together. Where are you based when you're not here? Uh, Hampton, Virginia. Okay, cool. Do you uh, do you have any interest in like per- in being here permanently? Yes, I do. Oh, okay, yeah. are you working towards that? Yeah, I am. Um, right now, me and JJ are applying to a ton of residencies, uh, galleries, just programs that can uh, they offer housing. Yeah, and so that's what we want to do is get uh, our artwork to pay for us to take those next steps. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So here, compared to where you started all your creative endeavors, like, do you? Do you thrive in this environment? Do you like the competition or, or yes, I love it. You think you've out outgrown where you are now? Um, I don't so I I wouldn't say I outgrown it. I haven't discovered it. So since art is so new to me, I haven't really scratched many levels. I don't know that many creators. Uh JJ is like one of the only painters I actually know. Um, like that I can talk to and ask like, hey, what do you think about this? And kind of get that like opinion back and forth. So like everywhere I'm like, I still haven't really picked it, picked their mind or like dug that deep, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're in a cool position right now because it's so new, but you still have all this fire that's been brewing for like years. Yeah. And what I think is cool about your situation, um, I just had a guest on and we were talking about well, I was kind of, I was trying to introduce the the idea or the thought that like as actors, mm-hmm. you, you're constantly telling stories. Like that's right. your job is just to tell story after story after story. And then you get to this point where you're telling stories and using experiences that you've had in your life to tell those stories. But those experiences, they just come from other plays that you've been in. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing really yours. Like, right. Because you just have these kids that are grown up, they grow up in this theater, and that's all they do. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, their experience is from like this show that they did and that show. What's cool about you is like you lived a life that wasn't necessarily devoted to the creative, like to to art. Right. And so what you, you're in a cool position now where you can bring the real life experience that you've had into Mm -hmm. your art. Yeah, you You have something to say Mm -hmm. that's not just being in another show or just making another piece. Yeah. Like you're choosing to to change the momentum and direction of your life and your behavior to make art. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's risky and that's that yeah. is being an artist. <laughs> it's it's definitely different and um I'm glad you say that cuz a lot of people misconceptualize when they meet me. They think I know a lot about art, so they'll mention artists or they'll mention like certain periods or just anything like you would think a uh, somebody 
you want to make a career out of art, you should know this. And I'm just like, I have no idea who this person is. Um, when I first started making art, I, st- I learned about Basquiat. Uh, but I didn't pay any mind. I'm just like, okay, another artist somebody's trying to tell me about. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those things I couldn't escape. Like everybody's mentioned it. So it was like I've, I started to pick up and learn on things. But um, I don't even know like certain terminology that artists would use to describe like certain techniques or colors. Like I'll say like, oh, yeah, I'm patching colors. And they'll say like, oh, you're using like the composition like this. I'm like, okay, yeah. Sure. Right. You're yeah. like, yes. <laughs> if yeah. that's how you say it. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's important. Like a lot of my friends that I know that are heavily involved in the artistic community and if i may say so personally a lot of my friends that make the most interesting art they're people that like came from a really um restrictive almost repressive background of like growing up not Mm -hmm. being able to listen to certain things Mm -hmm. and then once they get to college they listen to it and they're like oh my gosh this is the only type of music i want to make and then they use all of that really strict training and upbringing and they direct it towards making sounds that they were denied access to their whole life. So it's not like you've been denied access to this knowledge or information. It's just that your focus wasn't on it. So now Mm -hmm. your focus is on it. So your lens can be as wide as you need it to be. Like you're going to pick up the terms you need to pick up and then things that already work, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You know, like I think we, as artists, we get, especially in 2020, we get trapped in this, mindset of you got to be learned you got to be studied and like go to college for it Mm -hmm. it's like why though because everyone that inspires us to do what we do like most of those people they were countercultural. you know they were doing things that they didn't necessarily go to school for they just did it because they felt it yeah like you know john ham you dude from mad men Mm -hmm. he was teaching like math in st louis like in missouri dude he was just a teacher and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to be an actor. And now he's like a pretty well-known face in Hollywood. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, artists like you are the most exciting to me. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Oh, it's- yeah, man, it's huge. <laughs> and it's like a lot of people, like, even if they know they want to come here, the way they go about it is not necessarily the most sustainable. So it's cool that you're, like, coming here and, like, taking the steps and then you're still hungry for it. Like, yeah. that's so cool to me. Um, okay, so what if you if you because I'm just interested now because you said you you don't really know that many artists or stuff mm-hmm. or you didn't when you first started right with the artists that you've collected or that you found on your own if you had to put uh, you know Mount Rushmore the the mountain with all the presidents faces or whatever mm-hmm. if you had to make a Mount Rushmore of artists that are influencing you now and inspire you now mm-hmm. Mark now who what would your what would Mark's artist uh, <laughs> Mount Rushmore be? So uh, I'm definitely putting JJ up there. Uh, Respect. Yeah, and that's just not out of because he's my friend, but for where how so he's just been painting for like two months, and the, some of the pieces he made, I'm like, oh wow, I need to get on it. Like I haven't hmm. really seen this before. Uh, I would say Mark Rothko. I believe that's how you say his name. He has uh, abstract paintings of. Uh, the energy that his his artwork brings with like the backgrounds and the layering, I would say that was something that uh, inspires me and it's something I try to do with colors now. Hmm. Um, I would definitely say Basquiat. I would I would I can't say it, like not so 
because of just like the range and the influence that it has on pretty much everything else. Like you see like how they rappers will say like, oh, you could tell that where that sound came from. Like a lot of artists that I'm seeing in front of me that's kind of been doing it, I can see where their touch came from and then they may inspire me. Yeah. Um, and then I would say Haiji. Uh, he's a, a street artist out here. Uh, he works with Alk, but he was one of the persons that kind of really inspired me to get started with art. So I, I kind of want to ask you this question about each of your the fields that you are a part of, but like let's so let's just start with visual art painting. Mm-hmm. Um, what? I mean, it's still so fresh and new, and part of being an artist is figuring out what you're trying to say at all times, like Mm -hmm. constantly sharpening that sword. Mm -hmm. But what are you trying to say? Like when when you make a painting, like what is it about those painters' work or those artists' work that moves you? What do you try to move in other people? Mm -hmm. Like blank canvas. What what are you? What's your what's your deal? Yeah. So um, I think something that I try to. communicate is that anything can exist um kind of like literally so like I can kind of pull anything out like that kind of sense of like oh I didn't know that could be there and kind of turn your stomach upside down that is the message that I try to communicate uh not so in a sense of being like dark but like traumatic traumatic is a big thing with me with uh what I pre- how I present my artwork traumatic with a d Traumatic, uh, or not with a D. With a T. Yeah. Like traumatic. Yeah, traumatic. Trauma. Trauma, yeah. Do you have a lot of trauma in your life? Um, I don't, but uh, I use it. So like what I'm applying to these residencies, I use it as like uh, once you see it or feel it, it, it changes you forever. So now I'm on a whole different complete path that I did not know I would be on. Um, so not necessarily always has to be a bad thing, but just we all had those instances where it's like, like, you feel like you don't know the world. Any- it's like, what? Yeah. Like, okay, this is life now. Like, I've been kind of touched by this, and now it's time to move on. So, yeah. Yeah, change. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't really know quite what I think about God and everything, mm-hmm. Yeah. but I heard this one thing that has always stuck with me from the moment I heard it, which is, like, God is your experience with the unplanned. Mm -hmm. Like when things unplanned happen in your life that cause change, Mm -hmm. like that is God speaking to you in your life. So you can replace God with the universe or just life or like energy, whatever it is. I think it's powerful. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, when things are unplanned, like these moments that you're talking about where you're like, okay, this is the way the world is now. Like those moments, like, they seem to just happen. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't really plan for them. You, you right. can't, you can't make them happen. So I think that's cool. Like that's a cool thesis to have as an artist is to, yeah. is to make those moments for people. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. uh, cause a lot of what I do in my work is I try to bring clarity to people's life through my own process of figuring right. out what I do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool that you're trying to initiate a moment. Like yeah. you're trying to make something happen now. Yeah. That's cool. Did would you say that um, you had this similar purpose in in when you were working with clothes or what? Um, I wouldn't say it so because I would say with the painting, I can kind of I can make like images 
Mm-hmm. And so it was something I didn't know I could do it. But once I realized I can actually paint or make a picture, I was like, oh, now I can actually talk like kind of uh, I can say anything I want now. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Do you, Have you moved from um, clothing to music to painting or do you still kind of do some some of all of them? So I do some of all of them. Um, I'm still active with the Apple Music playlist. That's just a hobby of mine. It's uh, cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you. I paint on a lot of clothes. So I do a lot of streetwear as well as uh, the canvases. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. I was going to ask because it seems like such a seamless like yeah. transition or something that you could easily go back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Because like a lot of the time, especially with JJ's like pictures and stuff that he posts, mm-hmm. you can see that there's an outfit that was picked out and manicured, but then the outfit kind of becomes a like just a different texture yeah. or like a line, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it can be its own color right. within this bigger picture of all these other things. So like I look at you and the th- three things that you mentioned, like inspire you artistically, like that's literally an event in and of itself. Like mm-hmm. you could from start to finish create a moment for, a, I don't know what to call them, audience member, shopper, consumer, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, they could be listening to a playlist you curated, outfits you made with, you know, all inspired by the visual art that you do. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think it's really cool. To me, okay, so to me, I, I'm always like trying to, just for like a thought experiment, think about what the m- most superior form of art is. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? Mm. I couldn't put my, I wouldn't, I couldn't say that there would be a superior because I feel like we all feel so totally different. Like, so much does for just different people. Um, for different people's experience? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, visually or sonically. Like, I know music can get me going just a different way than visual art. Visual art may not really pull me as much as a song could pull me. Okay, so let's say, like, because we currently have something that humans sent out in space. It's like an ongoing radio broadcast. Mm -hmm. And then there are other little artifacts of like who we are and what we do in there. And it's just going out further Mm -hmm. and further into the universe. So if we were going to send a new one of those and we could only pick one form of art to put in there, like, I'm just curious, like what, where does your mind go? Like what, what would you choose? Would you choose a song? Would you choose a painting? Definitely choosing music. Why? Um, like, like, just music does music. I can see things when I listen to music. Yeah. I can music can make me feel like it just does everything. So yeah, me yeah. too, me mm-hmm. too. I think it's a frequency. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like there's literally you make music with frequency with sound, mm-hmm. and that sound can hit you. And literally, like you say, you like to just paint things into existence. Literally pull them out of the thin air like that's what music does it literally is like taking frequencies that weren't there putting them into your body and your body reacts yeah that's why i think it's so cool because i'm getting more and more into like the editing thing i usually just compose and Mm -hmm. but like the editing process is really interesting because there are frequencies that that you can't even hear that can affect how you how you 
like process the song. Mm -hmm. There can be these low ends that you literally, you're not even capable of hearing, but they can ruin the song. They can make you feel sour. Yeah. Like it registers as your brain as something that's out of line. Mm -hmm. So you have to like make sure those frequencies are right. Like these, like that's what separates like a mixed and mastered album from just like some SoundCloud link. Yeah. I need exposure to that. That sounds like something I just want to hear. No, yeah, I do too. (laughs) Yeah, I think it comes with like, Obviously, meeting the right people and mm-hmm. like technique, but it right. also just kind of comes with time. You know, yeah. you can read all these things about painting, but unless you're painting, like, no, definitely. So, what are some things that you've learned in painting, like rules that you didn't even know exist, where now you're just like, oh, I would never do that? Um, <clears throat> I would just say you can do literally whatever. No rules? Like, no rules. Like, that's the code that me and JJ paint by. So, like, you just don't stop. Like, and that's coming from football too. Like, you just don't stop. Like, just keep going and you will you will get something. Like, you will get that payback. But yeah, just don't stop. It's and, so crazy you say that. Because yeah. everyone in all of their different fields, they come on the show and they say that. Yeah. Their moments of, like, clarity or inspiration, they come from just showing up and doing it. You yeah. don't stop. Right. Dude. I think so many people would benefit, like so many people, especially artists, would benefit from just like being devoted to something mm-hmm. like football. Yeah. Like you get up on days, you don't want to necessarily do the things you got to do. Right. You have to prep your body for it on days that you're not playing a game. You still got to go do squats and mm-hmm. you got to squat heavy weight because yeah. if you don't, you're going to get <laughs> fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like no. there's so many things that can just – that. It's just so valuable. Yeah. And I think like you can learn that type of stuff in the creative field, but it's so valuable when you have experience that you can carry over and bring with you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, just keep going. Just keep yeah. doing it. That's yeah. brilliant. Okay, so as a just a challenge right now, I'm going to test you because you said you can draw things into existence. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so imagine you're listening to this episode later, which you will be. Yeah. <laughs> And it's in your ears. And right now, I'm giving you a blank canvas that the listener now sees. I want the listener, whoever you are, picture a blank canvas in Mm -hmm. front of you, and Mark's going to paint something for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Improv. Just make us a painting real quick. So just, I'll just tell you what I see. Yeah. So it'll definitely be like 48 by 60. So the way I was, I'm going to explain it is layers. So we're going to do like circles all around this canvas, almost like an outer space type of sense. Uh, we're going to drape it in red. But you know, like they have that, like that drip effect. We're going to just pull that red down. But then we're using like a thick brush stroke. Okay. And now we're going to start with white at the bottom and we're going to make a mouth. But we're now we're going to outline this mouth like a skull. And so now we're going to pull out that yellow and we'll be two eyes and they're in the shape of like uh, triangles. You know how triangles go down? So now we will give that red in those eyes. And so now we can give it some hair, some punk hair, but we'll do like a turquoise blue and we'll pull it down over the front in between the eyes and then both on the sides. And so now we'll probably put a white trim around like the whole painting. Now we're just gonna go up the left and up the right and then we'll do yellow on the other side. And that's how I pretty much think. And then I'll keep building it from there. And I so, want to watch you paint, dude. Yeah. So I'll just do that, and then I'll just keep going. So, like, it may not look as good as it sounds, but then I'll just throw another layer or change the change the face here or, no, we're going to put two people now. So, yeah. 
Yeah, what's clear is like you get excited by the thought, but then you're not afraid to like change it if if you need to or if something inspires you to go in that direction. Like yeah. that's cool to me because I was talking on a the like on an episode that I just recorded actually about like actors when they're asked to do something different mm-hmm. even though they prepared this one thing. Some people freeze up, but then some people see other colors. Like, oh, I'll just pull this here. I'll pull this there. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're painting, how do you keep your options open instead of just chasing the idea of what's in your head? That was a good question. Because sometimes I do, I usually don't go in with the uh, intention. And so that's how I won't trap myself. Interesting. Whoa, okay. Um, probably just recently I did paintings with intention so like i will give you something simplistic i will give you one color like just kind of showing my range for these residencies because i know what they're looking for and so or i need a simplistic painting that's going to be really big now this is what we're going to do and then that's that's when i'll do intention but usually when i paint there's like no intention i can do whatever yeah do you have um whether it be colors or shapes or like actual images that you find yourself gravitating towards. We had a painter, Marisol, up here, and and this is her work on the wall right here. And she does actually a lot of, she has a wide range of what she does, but this is also very typical like of something you would see her do, like Mm -hmm. alien figures, you, you know, weird UFO things with a bunch of different symbols. Like, do you have a look yeah. or do, does every piece kind of come out as its own thing? Um, I definitely have uh, probably two that people kind of gravitate towards because it's obvious, but uh, it would be skulls and horns. Um, it's definitely an aesthetic thing. Like I get a lot of people ask me questions about that. Like what's, but it was just an aesthetic thing picked up uh, when I paint. It's kind of like all goes and that's just aesthetically. But um, I do have characteristics so I use like a tear, like my paintings will cry a lot, but some people notice it and some people don't notice it. Uh, and then I use a lot of eyes and I can uh, put a mouth kind of anywhere or just kind of disconfigure it. I love that. Yeah. Those are things I, I find myself drawing a lot. Mm-hmm. I love skulls. Mm-hmm. I think, well, before I tell you what I think, what, what, why do you like skulls? Like what, what brings you back to skulls? So... Um, at the basis of like the painting. So like I make many faces in one. Uh, Skulls only represent kind of like one phase of us. So like just that skeletal level. Um, And that's why the skull is there. And that's why a lot of the stuff is there. It's just representing, because we're more than just like our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like that all just kind of pulled. Like you see in this part of you, now you see in this. Yeah. yeah. I think people think of skulls and that when they see skulls they think about death yeah and to me i honestly i think about life and all Mm -hmm. the cycles and the layers yeah the different levels to yourself that there are like i think about not only life before i was born but my life now what's gonna look like after this body Mm -hmm. fades away and passes like to me skulls are just like they're they're all of it like you, you look at a skull and you see the the entire history of like everything, mm-hmm. like yeah. everything. You know, that's true. Yeah. I think skulls are beautiful. Yeah, they don't scare me. I don't know. No. Some people they scare, and that's why I like to make in the art because it's like 
that may be traumatic for you to see all these skulls kind of with yeah. these horns. So yeah, if I uh, if I asked you to design a skull for me for like a small tattoo, would you do it? Um, I would I would definitely do it. Uh, I wouldn't bet. I would want to go by my rules and then just give you like a, yeah. a bunch of copies. No, yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, because I, I I was gonna get one of my own like t- skulls, mm-hmm. which I may still do. But if I I met an artist yeah. that likes skulls, why not? I can I can sketch you up some samples and send them your way. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're busy. I don't want yeah. it to add to your plate, but yeah, I would love that. Okay. Because like, yeah, I I really like what you said about creating moments for people that make them like, oh, this is the way the you know it just changes mm-hmm. the way they process things. Yeah. Like, that is so important for artists of all kinds. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like so much of the stuff that I see now and what I see artists do is, like, it's it's a lot of this. Unfocused, just kind of, like, walking around, telling stories that don't really matter Mm -hmm. under the guise of painting without, like, an intention. Mm -hmm. When truly, like, you need to know what you want to say and then you can paint without intention mm-hmm. you can't not know what you're gonna say yeah you know what i mean like right. like even your response to the tattoo you're like oh well, i definitely just want to draw my own thing like yeah that's it like you mm-hmm. got it like we got to be more okay with like being selfish with what we want to say yeah no i totally agree yeah um, i tell jj that all the time when we paint i mean we both kind of just bounce that and remind each other like it's what you want like who cares and then Who cares? It's gonna be fire. Like you're a lit person. Just go be great. Right. Well, I mean, that's I, not to bring it back to football because you're obviously in a different part of your life. But like with football, you put in the work; it'll mm-hmm. show on the field. Yeah. Who cares? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you think. If I'm smashing you right now. Yeah. You know <laughs> what position did you play? I played uh, defensive end. That was probably about like fifty pounds ago. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What uh were you doing lifts and stuff? Yeah, I was a muscle head. Like they people called me like you like a muscle head. Like yeah. that was my thing. You still lift? Um no, not at all. You I mean the paintbrush. Yeah. Them canvases, we carry our canvases though. That that's <laughs> they're what, heavy. They're no yeah, joke. That's a workout. <laughs> okay, so yeah, speaking of canvases, what's your favorite thing to paint on? Uh right now wood. I would say wood. Home Depot. Is it treated or you just go? Right on the wood, or uh, just go right on the wood. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, wood, interesting. <laughs> like what plywood or yeah, um, it's like compost or just whatever. Something it's you can go pick up from uh, Home Depot. Yeah, it's not expensive at all. Uh, you can get it any size, and it's just not as heavy. And so then with like a nice frame, it's much easier to frame than like a canvas. So like that hmm. nice piece of wood, and then you just cover it all up. You wouldn't even know that it was wood. Like if you just paint it all like white, yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. That's interesting. What's yeah. JJ painting on? Oh, uh, the same thing. Yeah, we work side by side, so yeah. Like in the room. Yeah, so we just spend about like twenty straight days uh, in November going like head to head every day. What did a typical day look like? Like walk me through. You wake up. What do you do? <laughs> we just wake up and get at it. Um, <laughs> we just wake up. You know what I mean? And um, he gets up first because I'm, like, sleeping on the couch. So I want to respect his room. We're painting in his room, like, literally. Like, the couch is moved. Uh, tarp is down. So as soon as he wakes up, that's, like, the okay for me to go inside. 
And so he'll go like brush his teeth, wash his face, do that thing. I probably already did it. Um, and then we're painting from all day. We're just moving canvases and canvases out. What's a typical time like you wake up? Um, so I wake up, I don't sleep that much. I wake up like six. Uh, JJ was probably waking up by like 7 30, uh, eight o'clock. So then that. you paint, so you wake up, get kind of settled, and then mm-hmm. you just paint, paint until like probably like 8 30, 9 o'clock. But then by that time, we probably taking images of our work, kind of reassessing things. We got to eat because sometimes we'll go like until like five without eating and not even realize it. Yeah, dude, it's tricky. Yeah. Like in the studio, mm-hmm. I'll just look at the clock and I'm like, whoa, I need to yeah, eat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do after like a full day of painting? Have you, or you go eat, do you come back to painting or what? Um, no, nah, so pretty much at nighttime, everything's wrapped up uh, just because it's like probably dark. You don't, We probably won't paint in the dark, but um, it's just the same process every day. Do you hang out in the city or you just come here to paint? Um, we do hang out, but we're if we're hanging out, we're also like carrying our canvases to go sell them. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn, dude, you have you kind of have me excited. Yeah. Like I want to paint now. <laughs> no, nah, it's but definitely. I'm fine. not gonna. I'm not going to. But I really, you're making me want to do that, man. That's awesome. Okay, so have you and JJ met anyone else that you're painting with? Not right now. We've probably met people that do paint, but not as uh, like as close as we paint or work together. Cool. So, yeah. so let's say right now, you you rewind ten years from where you are now. Mm-hmm. You you were probably really into football. Like it was just your life was not looking the way it is now. Mm-hmm. But if you could see what your life was like. I bet you would have one of those moments that you try to create on the canvas, which is, oh, I guess this is the way the world is now. Yeah. Like, okay, so here you are. Where do you want to be 10 years from now when you're looking back on a night like tonight Mm -hmm. talking about the beginning stages of whatever this journey is? Yeah. Um, 10 years from now, I want to just be able to create anything kind of at will, uh, not have to worry about anything. I definitely enjoy and love painting. Yeah. But I want to use it as a door to open up like everything else, um, like interior design. Like I'm interested in film. Um, obviously clothes. Like <clears throat> just the way we live in general. Like the highways. Like cars are structured. Like just be able to be that person where they're like, oh yeah, we won't question him. He can have the creative touch. Like kind of just do your thing. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I have not. You and JJ could do one, actually. Yeah. That'd be fun. It would yeah. be fun, and it'd be really interesting. You could, it could just yeah. be like a, about you guys painting. Mm-hmm. It could be that simple because based on that, I know both of you would talk about everything else. Yeah. What's cool about you and JJ is I can tell you guys work together because you take what works and you keep going. It's very much like a Bruce Lee mindset where you're not tied to any one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's cool. I I ask you, like, what do you see 10 years from now? And you're like, I like painting, but I want to do all these other things. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's cool. I, when I asked JJ a similar question, he, I think he said something about like large scale, um, like sculptures. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That'll be fine. Yeah, just like on to the next, on to the next, keep going, keep going. I think it's yeah. cool because it's like 
you know, the victory, you're not going to just like, I'm sorry for the metaphor, but you're not going to just like close your eyes, throw it and get a touchdown. Like you have to go yard by yard, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's like, yeah. So it's like finding those little victories, those little, like those wins within Mm -hmm. the big W. Right. I think that's awesome. Okay. So what, I'm going to ask you like this, basically the last question I have, and then I'd love to have you back on. Okay. Like, you know, later and we can like touch base with other paintings and other installations you've done and stuff, whatever. Um, But, but what, what advice would you give to young artists that are unsure as to whether or not they want to make the change? They may be like doing something else with their life Mm -hmm. and they want to, create and express themselves i don't know if there was a moment for you where you you looked around you're like surrounded by all these people and you're like what will they think if i just start doing these things and like you know will i miss this you know because it's a weird change like Mm -hmm. i made it in a different way but it was very similar like i did sports so um would do you have any advice for for the yous out there that yeah i would say um definitely do it um, take that chance, but uh, make yourself comfortable. Uh, for everybody, everything doesn't look the same. So if it's baby steps, but whatever you feel, always move towards it with like a good heart and good intentions. And then uh, just just get ready for that journey. I mean, it's at your own steps, so just, just get to walking. Okay, you said something really important to a lot of things. Like, wow. But I think what struck me is like, Make yourself comfortable. Like, make yourself safe. Make mm-hmm. yourself healthy. Because yeah. when you are those things, then your work can be free. Right. Your work can be dangerous. Your mm-hmm. work can be uncomfortable. It can be unhealthy. Yeah. Like, tr- it can be traumatic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if your life is traumatic, it's actually not a great place to, to make art. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I love about what you're doing is these baby steps. Like, let me yeah. come for this focused time with my boy, JJ, and we're just going to work. Right. Then I go back. Mm-hmm. Then I come and then I work. That's yeah. why I like living in Queens is because I leave the city and I go back into the city to remind myself mm-hmm. or to challenge myself like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. Why are you here? So I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Keep that perspective. Right. Keep the clarity in your life so your work can be whatever it is. Yes, sir. Dude, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, so let's just plug plug it up. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, Surf Don't Fall. Uh, my website, Surf Don't Fall. Uh, those are basically, anytime I do anything new, it's going right on my website and my Instagram. So, yeah. If you want, you're welcome back on. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. This was an amazing experience. Um, I was just past a phone with your Instagram. Holy shit. Yes. Okay, please, if you have time, definitely design a skull for me. Dude, your work is... Okay, please, everybody go right now to surf. Don't fall. If you're driving, take your hands off the wheel. Grab your phone. Look down at it. Don't look at the road. Go to Instagram. Type in surf. Don't fall. And I don't care if you follow, but you got to look. you got to look. Wow, this is amazing. Thank you, man. Well, now I like this because I can like experience your art through this conversation. Like, I have context for it. So thank you. Thanks.
thanks for sharing thanks for opening up thanks for being hungry and like following your creative pull because that's scary and it's dangerous This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks. Can we buy? <laughs> Can we buy them? Yeah. Uh, whatever you're looking at, just like kind of let me know. Is this gone? I no, saw that one. That's, I love uh, it. It's like a jellyfish skull. <laughs> I love it. I it's, love um, it. It's at JJ Place now. Yeah. I want this. Me too. Christmas. We'll DM you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're still rolling. Hey guys, we just bought art. Are we rolling for real? Yeah, that's the first episode. That's amazing. <laughs>